What would you say you do here? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. There are no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. here why is any of us here there is there is no there is no answer that's the that's the answer there is no answers not there are no answers there is no answer and so that's why we're here so let's talk about impermanence i've been thinking about that a bit lately and you know where you you know where it came from no alexandria Cortez? No, and not my ex-girlfriend either. <laughs> For a shout out to Josh Gagne who helped me through that. Uh no. Alexandria the the city. The city. Yeah. Well, it's no longer there. Uh well, yes it is. It absolutely 100% still exists. Oh, see I'm wrong. Well, as it was in the olden ye olden t- days, it's you know they burned down the library and This is we're talking about the same place? Or Did you read the Wikipedia article twice in the past week? No. I did. Talking about ancient Alexandria. Mm-hmm. Well, it's still in the same spot. Yeah, but about half of it is gone because it uh, sank into the ocean. Okay, I thought we're that's talk- what I was talking about impermanence. Okay, that's fine, but not the library at Alexandria, which is you know you know it's the same it's, city. Yeah, still the same city, okay. but they didn't burn the whole. Okay, they didn't build the city out of wood, so it didn't burn to the ground. Right. Uh, still, tons of people live there. It's like two million people live there. Right. Uh, and there's still old buildings. Well, you said the lack of permits. So I, that's why I was thinking of all the information that we lost. You know, all the stuff. Oh that, no, that's not what I was talking about. Oh, okay, that's, we that's where I was going. They, they say that scholars believe that mm-hmm. we didn't lose as much as we pre, uh, previously thought. Oh, because there is substantial evidence. A lot of it was moved and disseminated throughout the Roman Empire. So really, we only lost like a cookbook or something. Well, we lost <laughs> like yeah, we lost like uh, Ptolemy's cookbook, and it was like how to make falafel. But that's been lost to time. <laughs> Nobody knows how to make. No it's one like really cared. Greek fire and proper falafel. Nobody fucking knows how to make them anymore. Um and oh and Roman concrete. So Roman concrete. Nobody knows how to make that. Either. I love concrete. Concrete is clean. It is. Simple. So Lawrence of Arabia, they asked him why he likes the desert. It's clean. It's clean. clean. Anyway, no, impermanence. Because of the, uh, I I stumbled and went down. I do this. uh, Last time Ed Mann was here, we compared uh, Chrome tabs that are opened on our device. Oh, yes. I remember that. Myself, currently, uh, this is probably a little embarrassing, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, Currently, I have... Five tabs open. One is the Wikipedia article on the Bahamas. Pythia, which is the title of the uh, person who is the Oracle of Delphi. Oh. Uh, uh, Wikipedia for uh, uh, Deadwood. A Pythia. Uh, A, no, Pythia. 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 That doesn't sound right to me. Okay. I'm not saying it's not right. It just doesn't sound right to me. I remember the Oracle of Delphi, and they, the theory is she was sitting Pythia on was some... the name of the high priestess of the Temple of Apollo at Delphi and also served as the Oracle, commonly known as the Oracle of Delphi. Got it. I, now... I, I just remember that... The name Pythia is derived from Pitho, which, is, uh, which in mythology was the original name of Delphi. In etymology, the Greeks derived this place name from the verb Puthene, to rot, which refers to the sickly sweet smell of the decomposition of the body of the monstrous python after she was slain by Apollo. Python, I'll, Pythia. I'll bet the word pith or pithy comes from that too. Yes. Because, you know, the Oracle of Delphi is not going to, you know, go on and on and on. In fact, I'm fairly certain that's incorrect because it's spelled differently. Oh, thank you. 
Now but, that I think about it, because I the, thought you were onto something. And I was but like, the theory was this was on this this thing. She, there was a person there. And they yeah. were kind of high all the time because they were on some gas. Yeah. Or something that they didn't know about. Yep. Something and made them crazy. Like, yeah. Yeah. Good for you. I remember that. Yeah. Got that big old brain in that pumpkin head. Uh, <laughs> so because of that, because of those things, uh, I, I started looking into, I'd forgotten about how fascinated I was with the uh, Seven Wonders the ancient world. Oh and, yeah, no, that's a good one you know, to go the, down. The pyramids are kind of the only thing that's still around. Yep, like the everything else kind of crumbled. Uh, some gardens is one of them, right? Some big hanging uh, gardens of Babylon. Yeah, that would have been according to the description. It sounds like fucking beyond breathtakingly. Yeah, like holy shit! How did this happen? So the lighthouse at Alexandria was one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. Okay, and it was known for being it, it was enormous. It was the tallest structure on Earth, taller than the the. Uh, Great Pyramid. I think it was an earthquake that of Khufu. It. it did several earthquakes over okay. the course of like forty years, okay. but it it stood for like two hundred and fifty years, three hundred years, which is crazy because there isn't a single lighthouse on Earth right now that still does that. And I'm sure it was one of the gods that they were making. Yeah, think, like, you fix it all and you you put the crowning thing, and then all of a sudden earthquake happened. Pharos. Fuck you, God. No, it wasn't a Tower of Babel. Oh. Babel, Babel. Yeah, it was the. Uh, I think it's Pharos, the Pharos of of Alexandria, which is Pharos means essentially light or lighthouse. Mm -hmm. But it had to do with it. There were definitely several gods that it was paying homage to. But but it collapsed and it's gone. Mm -hmm. But the crazy thing is, is that the people didn't revere it. They didn't save the stones or anything like that for in museums. You know what they used it for? A breakwater. They they (laughs) built Yeah, it was a little more practical. They wanted to have a bigger harbor. Or a better harbor, a more protected harbor. So they use this gi- the stones from this gigantic uh, lighthouse as a breakwater. Well, probably after the third time it came down and the dust were kind of settled, they probably kind of look at each other and went, you know what? <laughs> we really don't fucking need to rebuild this thing. Because yeah, it's going up and it keeps coming down. Well, it, it, I didn't realize what such an engineering marvel it was. I, got, I know and I hope you folks are, find this somewhat interesting. How tall was it? Uh, th- th- uh, hang on. Okay. I don't even know. If you gave me a choice, now I, I might be able to get in the ballpark if it was a multiple choice question. Uh, give me, give me a ballpark. What you think it was? Uh, okay. Given the fact that it was built, it was completed in two forty seven BC and started in two eighty BC. So it took twenty seven years. And this was to guide ships in at night. Uh huh. Was one of the things. Or during the day, it's like you can probably see it over the horizon because the Earth is curved. If you sort of. Are, you believe in that that sort of thing which they proved very close to alexandria they probably did because you see the point of it oh look at the points getting now it's now it's looking taller like it's well, growing it was eratosthenes he lived in alexandria so he was he was at alexandria and then like the the they, the two points alexandria was one point and that was one of was, the things involved with this thing. yeah yeah all right there you go uh how, so how tall do you I'm think it was? guess it's gonna be it's gonna be uh keep in mind that this is 20 less than a thousand and over 200 what feet okay it's, it was it's so estimated wait, 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 to be a, wait 400 feet it was estimated to be about 100 meters 330 feet oh okay that's not too far off but check this shit out it wasn't just tall it was big too it was wide girthy. because it was girthy yeah. ladies calm down did they know how wide it was at the base? it was wide enough <laughs> it was wide enough that there were two one, there was a staircase that went. It was a double helix, mm-hmm. which is cool. It's a double helix. One side was smooth so that horses could ride up to abreast. That's how fucking all the way that's up how, the thing. All the way up to well, the top. Why would you want horses up there to haul stuff up to burn? 
Oh, to keep it lit. And on the other side, Jesus. The other helix was steps, and those were they were the same width. Do you think people said Jesus before Jesus was around? Uh, no, I don't. I <laughs> probably not. <laughs> like, look like, at that! Look at that lighthouse, Jesus. Like, no. What, yeah, what does that mean? Some guy was like, uh, "What? It's Yeshua, actually." <laughs> Some Hebrew was so, like, don't say that name. We don't so like the that helix name. around the outside or the it, inside? inside? Inside. So it was a square on the outside, like an obelisk, like the Washington Monument. No. I think it was round. All the descriptions say that it was round. Oh, okay. It was carved from round stones, I know that, or built uh, with round stones. <sighs> I didn't take any time. God. Yeah, it was, all, it was, you know, 27 years. How many people were involved? The, almost as much time. Uh, <laughs> how many actual people or? I don't know. I just, I'm just thinking all the labor. It's just an incredible amount. No cranes. Yeah. Nothing. Amazing. So it was wide enough for two horses so, right. to, to clomp up there. Yeah. Dragging wood and tar and whatnot or whatever. Tar? I don't know. Oil. Oh, you know what? I don't know what it burned, actually, now that I think about Let's it. I forgot. To, I forgot. Let's look that up. What did it burn? <laughs> hmm? It probably hmm? had hmm? to be. I bet they like sap. You know, sap burnt. They had to be fat. Probably had some whale fat. Probably set it on fire. I, I don't think they were using whale fat then. Uh, I I think it's some kind of petroleum, some natural petroleum of some kind. Probably, like uh, I don't know, like like the like the ones uh, like the, that's under would, Venice, like in. I wonder uh, if they would really know. Is there like records of this, like some like a like a a manual? <laughs> Is there a PDF document somewhere that the uh, that, that they? Yeah. It wasn't Greece. It was the yeah. I mean, it, oh, and no, you know what? It was square on the outside, and it was terraced up. Oh, okay. Um, light source. Let's see what the light source was. So then they, uh, then they, it fell down for the last time. They said, "Fuck it, we need to make some get more practical here and build a." Uh... Did anybody complain back then about the taxes it took or the money they were spending <laughs> to, to build a breakwater? Oh God! Fuck build the you. Water. Let the private company come in and build it. Fuck them! <laughs> oh my God! Just God. The Egyptians were slaves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so dumb. There is a, um, there's a section. Is it a Wikipedia? Is it like a light source that's in there? No, I found another article. Oh, okay. Oops! So sorry for yawning in the microphone, people. So sorry. It's now Sunday. It's Father's Day. You'll be hearing it this. Is. This might be a week and a half late, right? Because we're going to... It uh, kind of depends. I don't know, man. Okay. We'll, I'll just... I'll, we'll, just letting the people know it's Father's Day. Letting the people know we're recording on Father's Day. Yeah, why not? Because it's middle of June, and it was my birthday yesterday. Well, now you can publicly talk about yeah, it now that it's, it's over, because yeah. it's already happened. Yeah. I. People are going to figure out what your birthday is by the fact that you just said... They're going to triangulate your they're birthday gonna, position. They're going to start. They're going to programming in. Get a lot. Put it together. Somebody's going to get out a whiteboard, and they're going to like, and they're going <laughs> to connect with yarn, different pictures. Satellites are going to link up. They're, they're going to get my uh, like a picture of my face and go, yeah. June fifteenth. <sighs> Fine. Fine. Should let people celebrate your birthday. That just shows that people are glad that you're born. I don't think that those people are fewer now. Yeah, because people die. Oh. And you keep making them angry. Making no. And enemies. Whatever, my frenemies. So we don't have a uh, we don't have a light source. No. Okay. 
So you're talking about uh, impermanence. Impermanence. Because if you look at all those things, these are marvels of engineering and just and just and 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 just some of the greatest achievements in humanity. The the pyramids are still amazing. Yeah. We're still discovering secrets about them. Yeah. I can't even put it like it, it's 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 hard to put into context how old those fuckers are. Yeah, they're the saying Khufu, they, like the big one, Great Pyramid, like, like the Khufu, eight or ten grand thousand years old. How old are they? Twenty. Current accepted age is like is 2500 bc so okay. 4500 years old okay 4500 well but then you have outliers people are like mm, the sphinx is older than that by like i've heard that a, yeah yeah, yeah. There's, there's margin so but the sphinx is also made out of the same stone as the great pyramids right so if there's evidence to support you know this theory but it hasn't been proven but we know that just from documentation that isn't that old like going back like six or seven hundred years, there's documentation that 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 proves that how old the pyramids are. But all that beside the point, like that it it's it's about how I've been thinking a lot about impermanence and how we as humans are not as like an individual person is just not on this planet for very long. No, that you know, say seventy years is just not very long. No, and I realize it sounds like I'm having a midlife crisis, and maybe I am, and I don't care. I've been having some really weird dreams along those lines. Really? Yeah. About impermanence? Yeah, about about uh, about what, how old I was and my father was my age and what he was doing. And I, I just remember these me- memories. It doesn't seem like it was that long ago. I'm going, shit, now he's dead. It was probably Alice. What about Alice? He was doing that at he his was, age, yeah, at your age. Also, yeah. Don't do Alice. Don't do that. I'm not going to do that. Um, so, so I'll wake up. I have these very vivid dreams, but then I there, there's a there's a time when I'm partially. I was going to just tell you this off the air because it's kind of bizarre, and I won't go into all the details. But there's a a section where you're in between sleeping and awake. Mm-hmm. It's probably called something. Anybody out there? Any dream people? Any wave brain wave people? Um, I don't know what this is called. I know that there's a term for it, but I right. can't I can't think of it offhand. And that's when I feel the most sad or the most affected. It's really weird. It's like. It's like I, I'm almost awake, but I'm still dreaming of certain things. And, and it, it starts to, the, the emotional level of whatever was going on in the dream. Like in the dream, it's like, oh, here's this, here's that. And it's just, you're kind of walking through or it's playing in your mind. Whatever is going on, it's just like, that's what it is. But then when I'm, as I'm waking up, it feels a lot worse, a lot more gut-wrenching. Like now my, now my brain's starting to rationalize this. Oh, hey, by the way, you're the, this age. And your father was that, you know, it's, it's, it's a weird thing. It just happens automatically. And it's a chunk of moments that I feel really horrible about life in general. It's just, I'm not going to go off on this, this negative thing, but it's like, and then when I'm actually awake, then I start thinking about what I got to do during the day. So that kind of goes away, but there's God, there's a period of time in there that is just unpleasant. It's just, it's bad. But what are you going to do to fix that? I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, because ignoring it once you're awake and you're just like, oh, I got to do this and I got to fix this plastic. Well, I do think about. I do think about that. I do think about where is that coming from or what is that about or why am I? And I, it has to do with I think your word of the day, impermanence. Because now I'm, you know, now I'm on. The, I'm over the hump, Joe. Mm-hmm. I am clearly over the hump. I mean, you're over the hump. A few years. I mean, you've been getting. Uh, yeah. You've been getting Denny's discounts for over a year. I don't now. even. I'm not even taking advantage of them. That's oh, too bad. Maybe that's my problem. Maybe that you need more grand slams. Moons over my hand. Maybe, is maybe what we're you done. Need. Maybe we're done with this. We'll just go get. We'll just see what I, oh. discounts I can get. Oh, cool. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm here with my dad. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wait, what? Uh, oh, I guess, yeah. I mean, it's poten- potentially you could be my dad. I could be. Easily. Easily. Yeah. I I dance with it. You should not be chewing gum right now. Why not? Because I can hear you. And that means people can hear you. Well, I just put this piece in, so I'm going to finish this mission out. Well, you we can try to do it. Uh... Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> don't. <laughs> no, don't do that. Um, I danced with a woman in South Carolina who was 33 years old and she was a grandmother. Did you get her number? I think we made out in the parking lot. Oh, my God. I, t- I tend to do that. When was this? Parking lot making out. Yeah, why do you do that? I don't know. I think people, that's a common thing. It's not uncommon. Yeah, if you're a teenager and you have your <laughs> parents to go home to. <laughs> uh, I don't know. No, she was uh, it was at some bar in South Carolina in the low country. When was this? Mm, 1992, oh. three, four, five. Clinton's first term, folks. Yeah. Some of our listeners weren't born yet. I know. Most of them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so. What's yeah. funny, though, I wonder if any of our listeners, that could be their grandma. It could be. So she was, yeah, she was a grandmother. I think her daughter had a daughter. Yeah. When she was like, 13 or 14 oh or something. Oh, my God. That's so young. Jesus yeah, it Christ. Is. And then, which reminds me of the 40 year old virgin. Like, I'm not a doctor or anything, but if you're telling me that. If she her, has a daughter. And that daughter has, has a, a kid. Has a daughter. She's a grandmother. She's a grandmother. Pretty hot she's grandmother, a, she's man. She's a hot grandma. <laughs> what does he say? Something like, you write, she writes you a you check should, for $5 on your birthday. You, write, you should go make out on her plastic-covered couch. <laughs> <laughs> I told Portia that if she made me a grandfather before I'm 40, that I will break her nose. And, oh, I was going to like remove her head from her body. No, it won't be that bad. I just, yeah. just flatten her nose so she doesn't have that cute feller's nose anymore. Oh, okay. That's not a bad idea. So impermanence. Impermanence. So you've been thinking about it? Yeah. In like what, in what way? Well, kind of just uh, looking for something I can leave behind other than like a kid, you know? Right. Which is a great thing, but it's not exactly like, a monument. You, when you think about that, I mean, do you, is this just in general philosophical? Philosophically. Or is it like, I, uh, I, I don't, I don't know what the new, the next mission is. Like making the world a better place, the world, the whole world, or just your community? The world's a better place that I'm in it. And you I should understand. always start with your community. Yes, you but should. But I like to. I like the idea of uh, acting locally and thinking globally. <laughs> to you use know, the should, reduce, reuse, recycle. You should coin that. You should coin that. What's that? Think globally and act locally. That sounds like Snoop a good Dog, phrase. Snoop Dogg coined that in 2003. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's not. It's Snoop Dogg. Okay. And he also said internationally renowned and globally respected or some shit like that. Or locally respected and right. some shit. I don't remember. It's Snoop Dogg. Uh, there's a lot more of that that should happen because of this whole political thing. We've talked way too much about that. But being uh, tribal and on the national level, like you and I can't do shit about unless we were in D.C. and we were lobbyists right now. All you can do is vote mm-hmm. every four years. Every two years, really, if you're talking about the midterm. But anyway, two to four years. And that's all you can really do. In the meantime, you can make a difference locally. You can actually make a difference. Yep. A visible difference. Absolutely. I've seen you do it. <laughs> yeah. So you can do that and uh, and make a difference. And hopefully someone else builds upon that later. If everybody were, were required to do that, can't do that, though. Can't require people to do work for your community. Nope. Can't do that. I mean, you can, but usually they commit misdemeanors beforehand, and then you have to force them to. Yeah, that's true. You can 
so we can encourage people to commit crime. And then we were talking about that before when the mics. That's were, not what I was saying. Oh, I'm not encouraging people to commit crime so, so they can do work for the community. community service. <laughs> they should just fucking want to to help yeah. out their community. We were talking about that though because, uh, and I want to get into the civic thing about more more of the people in prison should be out. And we said, well, that costs money. Sure, but we don't yeah, know so how much. So just letting them sit in there. Why don't you just give them a fucking job to do? Yeah. You could Anything. Probably, you could probably have some that when you have uh, when you uh, are sentenced, when they say uh, this many hours of community service, that can range wildly, though, can't it? it, it Why can't you do that while you're serving your your jail sentence? Right. Or or, or honestly, do, do people can you do this? Uh, can you still have your job if you if they if if you littered uh, gum wrapper and someone caught and they decide to give you a ticket and the judge and you went to the court to fight it because whatever. And he charges you fifty dollars plus uh, twenty hours of community service. Now they're not going to throw you in jail, but does that mean that you have to? They have to arrange this for you, right? Or can you pick? They give you a list. Usually, of shit you can I do. think it's a list. I've had to do community service twice. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was a kid, and uh, it it I got a choice. I, I, the first time it happened, I I, I had a choice uh, at the animal shelter, so I had to shuffle shit and clean cages and walk dogs and stuff, which was pretty cool. It, at first, it was cool because the first, like, because I had to do eight hours. So the, the morning, I just showed up on like a Saturday morning at 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. The morning, I went and walked dogs and, you know, stuff like that and helped groom, fed them. So that's okay. That was great. Yeah. And then, you and, 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 and then they're like, you're on shit duty. And it was awful. It was gross. Yeah. There, I vomited. I definitely threw up just because I can handle, I have a pretty cast iron stomach, but I cannot handle the smell of cat shit. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It, it's like especially fresh cat shit just turns my fucking stomach. It's and it's now I'll gag every single time. The anyway. um, do we have a uh, a county or city uh, shelter here, or is it run by a company? It's a Western Arizona Humane Society currently runs the county shelter. Okay. So I believe it used it was built by Mojave County. They have they uh, contracted to have somebody do it, and apparently they don't do a very good job. Okay, shocking how something locally isn't done very well by an outside contractor. Weird. Uh, so the question was, I, I guess I was wondering if you do community service, is that still one of the things you would do, I think you could so. do here? I'm not sure. I know they assign. have a long list of things that they can you can do. Oh, sure. Because I've heard of uh, kids having to go and uh, – I'm just going off of juveniles. I don't know anything about uh, adults. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, don't, I honestly don't know what adults have to do, what their options are for community service. You know, mm-hmm. um, But I don't understand why – I don't know. I think the the idea of just voluntary community service is something that's lost on a lot of people. I wonder if there was more of that, you know, say 50, 80, 100 years ago. I think there there was more respect for your surroundings 100 years ago mm-hmm. because you had to live in them. I yeah. know I know I know that sounds weird and abstract, but you had you you didn't have as many high rise apartments, you didn't have this, you didn't have that. You had, you had, you had a bigger footprint for your home, mm-hmm. your home, your domicile or your, your business, your storefront, whatever. And people took care of it. And it was, it was, I think it would have, it would have been easier to do back then because you just didn't have as many distractions. You just plain didn't. Yeah. No TV, no radio. It's like true. there's so no, no cell phones, no, none of that stuff. So you had all this extra time during the day. You were doing work on your property or whatever you were right. doing. And there were a lot more farmers, a shitload more farmers. Exactly. They were, they were working the farm and they probably had, they had plenty of implements, you know, tools and equipment to uh, keep their house in order. 
in their lawn mode or whatever they were doing. And they didn't have time to lay around and create a mess inside. Right. I, I know that sounds weird, but that's something I read in a book a long time ago. Is that uh, yeah, They weren't inside playing video games. Yeah, they, they really. Like corn, corn chips and spilling sodas everywhere. Well, th- exactly. Think about, just think about like what I did. I was, I was a lazy piece of shit on l- last Thursday. You said it, not me. Oh, no, I know that. I just had no. Oh, Thursday. I had okay. last Thursday. I had no desire to go anywhere or do anything. And I didn't. I didn't. I had a, I had a, uh, uh, the breakdown, uh, not breakdown, but they, uh, what you call it, um, a debrief meeting for the Pride like committee yep. at uh, 5 o'clock in the evening. And mm-hmm. I was up at 7, 7.30, made myself breakfast and coffee, and I watched a TV show all day long. I laid on my ass. I didn't shower until 4.30. That's okay. I mean, you can do that occasionally. So, and I don't do that very often because I've usually got some sort of shit going on. But something, I just, I, my yeah. brain and my body was just completely exhausted, so I, had, I needed to do something. Mm-hmm. And I felt like a lazy piece of shit. But then I start. That's when I. That's kind of when I started thinking about impermanence in this in this thing. So like, if you and how things are di- obviously different now, and we don't respect our surroundings as much. And I include myself. Now I try, but not as hard as I could. I'm sure. But uh, yeah, I just think about the the entire all the, the the resources that I use just being a lazy asshole and laying at home and doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Rather than going out and doing something, I just created more mess. I created more. Uh, uh, I used more electricity. I used so I used more power. I used this and so on and so forth. You didn't have that a hundred years ago. No. So people had more time to devote to taking care of things, or people didn't honestly just. It wasn't things weren't as convenient. Well, and then probably if think about you know they say you're burning daylight hours. That kind of that actually mattered. That mattered years at ago. one point. Yes, you had to get out, and the sun was starting to rise. You got out there and started doing the shit you had to do. Exactly. And when it went down, you took a shower or a bath or something. Maybe wash your butt. Maybe wash your ass and went to bed. Maybe. went to bed. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what every fucking day. Yep. And you went to church on Sundays. Oh, it sounds exhausting. <laughs> But, but they, it, and it sounds like chintzy Americana crap, but it's 100% true. It does. And, and then, it was this country for 200 years. And then if the years. Joneses down the next county over needed help for something, people pulled together and did it. Oh, exactly. hey, we're helping the, we're going down there today. We're doing, I'm not going to get in the chariot. Chariot? Chariot? <laughs> the Joneses have a chariot. And the chariot. We're going down Again, there Again, you need to read the timeline of the world on Wikipedia. That way you understand when... When the chariots. When chariots were going on. That was, because uh, that was, uh, you know, 15, 1800 uh, years ago. Get in the uh, buggy. The buggy. Get on your horse and go... You're going to get on your horse right fucking now. If I don't see you saddling that horse... <laughs> Damn it, Johnny. You need to go saddle that horse. <laughs> and get down there and help them. Go on down there and help the barn blew over. Had yeah. a twister came through. <laughs> It was God's punishment for them being Methodists. Right. See, they didn't go to church. Look what happened mm-hmm. to them. See what happened to them? They're Methodists, and they didn't go to church. <laughs> they you lost know. their barn. Mm-hmm. And now you get to go help them, and we're starting to go to church, mister. Yep, and we're going to sit here and harvest apples and make apple pie and try and make you a little brother. <laughs> That'll be your fifth little brother this year. That's that's kind of how Terrible. it was. That's kind of how it happened, though. It is true. For some areas. That's oh, the, my ex-wife. In the, oh, she texted you? Why did, why uh, did Siri got confused. Oh, happy Father's Day from Linda. Thanks. Oh, that's Aww. nice. That's sweet. I asked Portia if there's a chance that she ever listened to the podcast, and she's like, I don't think she knows how to listen to podcasts. <laughs> I'm like, Ugh. it's not difficult. Does she have a phone? Well, she just texted you, so I would say yes. Yeah. She didn't text me from her fucking Smith Corona Galaxis Deluxe. 
That's a typewriter, by the way. Did I tell you that? I know it is. Did I tell you that my... Uh, <laughs> I know it is. My father was... This is odd. We, we talk about this, probably. My your father, father was odd? Yeah, no, he wasn't that odd. Is that where you I'm, got it? I'm definitely more odd than he is, I Did think. you get it from your mom? I don't I don't know. I don't... Or is it just like a combination of weirdness it's from some both kind of them? It's some kind of a weird alignment. How things I'm just chewing didn't. a lot of this gum because it loses its flavor, but it's I so know, fucking delicious. I know, you need to not do that next segment. No. All right, so uh, Joe bought me uh, Beeman's for uh, my birthday. And uh, Beeman's, folks, is a reference to gum. You know, aviators used to use it all the time, and it was uh, heavily in the movie The Right Stuff because Chuck Yeager used to chew Beeman's. And it learned from Joe, and I remember this, but now you re-remembered me. <laughs> re-remembered to you? What <laughs> that, that did be- you just say? That Beeman's has a uh, Pepsid in it. Yep, Pepsin. To, to com- peps, not Pepsid. Not Pepsid. Pepsin. And it oh, settles your Pepsi. stomach. It gets rid. Yeah. Of, it gets rid of stomach. It acid. can calm your stomach, and mm-hmm. you know pilots are upside down and backwards, and who knows what they're doing. And uh, you know, typically, a little crazy, right? So, um, uh, speaking of, I was thinking about my my crazy father doing mm-hmm. something. Mother, well, where was I with going with that, Joe? I said you're weird, but my dad. Yeah. No. Uh, had to do with. Um, oh, I've got a topic. Oh, memories are first thing to go. Yeah, I know. No, but it was. Uh, there was a memory in my thought. <laughs> Impermanence. Now, I know, but it had to do with that, and I, I totally forgot what it was. Damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. I'm so sorry. It's okay, man. Yeah. Anyway. But that's what you were thinking about was uh, was that. Oh, it had to do with your... Uh, oh, typewriters. There we go. Smith Corona. Thank you. Yes. Yep. My father uh, was... Uh, really sad because he had a couple old typewriters. He was he would type stuff. And this is when you know computers were starting to get going, but he refused to buy a computer. And he was having difficult places getting his typewriter worked on because they were going away. Those places were. Wow. <laughs> and his great-grandfather was like, I can't find anywhere to fix the chariot. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go down to, to, to Actually, the... my great-grandfather was a chariot repair man. So, I mean, he was. <laughs> he, he, in Santa Monica, he... The motorized chariot. Yeah, Santa, Santa Monica motorized. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Horseless what, carriage dealership. That's what he did. That's what he did. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. So uh, my father was going. He was lamenting. He goes, you know, this is really sad because no one's going to know how to type anymore. And and on and on and on. I'm thinking, yeah, okay. Uh, that is a point. There's no more typing classes anymore. That was a actual point. But there was a whole section missing there. I where, was in a typing class until 1994. Five. I had a couple years of that. I did. I did okay. I didn't. Wasn't one of these blazing people that was really into. It, but I, I did okay. But it didn't matter anyway because what happened very shortly after that, everybody was on the computer, and there were people that never ever took typing classes, like Ashley, or she f- screams the. I mean, right. she is never. You know, people just did it. They just figured it out. You know, and some people are really really good at it, and they're quick, and they've never had typing courses. You don't take. You don't take. Uh, computer typing, you, like if you were to say computer courses now, there's no segment in there that talks there, about. I mean, there might be the first couple weeks or something like that, just to teach you the home row. Because yeah, honestly, if you, JK, whatever JKL semi, semi yeah. The the did you guys do the piece of paper taped on the top to tape over your hands so you didn't look yes, at them? Yeah, yeah, everything. I've talked about this before, but it's still like the the if you guys want to talk about a uh, most people. When they as they grow up and they see technology, it kind of is slow, mm-hmm. a slow progress. And then you look back like twenty years and go, "God damn, I can't believe there were buttons on the front of my phone." Like you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you look back on stuff like that. For me, that jump in technology was like a slap to the face because I literally finished eighth grade 
you know, uh, May or June, so call it June of, of 1995, uh-huh. and got an A in my keyboarding class, not typing, <laughs> keyboarding class. And then my freshman year was the was three months later, and I was in a computer class. And they didn't have typewriters at the at the high school. It was all computers. So they, they, so there's that, the, you, you lived it, that transition. Yeah, it wasn't. There wasn't even a transition. It was just like one. I just took a summer off and then came back, and ever the world had changed. I wow. was like Brooks Hadlin and fucking Shawshank Redemption. The world yeah. went and got itself in a big damn mess. Yeah, but that's it's kind of the, it's kind of true. Yeah. Anyway, again, impermanence. Mm-hmm. Things change, mm-hmm. and not always for the better. So but, do you, do you want to make a uh, a uh, mark for your I mean, so you just think about impermanence and that it's there and it's scary. Well, or it, it, it's, it's, it's a like, little. It's a, it was a little scary at first when I really started thinking about it. But then again, I've always. Oh, this is so dark. I've thought about my own mortality literally since Portia was born. So about eighteen years, nineteen years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it's just one of those things you think as soon as you're told you have somebody who's going to like carry on your genetic legacy, it's almost like that. It really it makes you realize, holy shit, I'm not going to be here forever. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it also has to do with uh, watching, like hearing, like our a friend of ours, like we were we were talking about him before we went on air. I don't want to out him, but he, he said that this is the first year that he's going to be, this is the first Father's Day without his father. His father passed away last year. And that kind of was a punch to the to the gut. And I, I was like, fuck, I really felt for the guy because. Do I know this person? Yeah. And we were talking about him like an hour ago. Oh, okay. All right. Is the reason why. I stopped off at the brewery today because I knew he would be there, and rather than roll out of bed at the crack of noon and you know, right, wander straight out here, because I knew he was going to be there and just say hi and what's up. Because I know he's kind of struggling with it because his dad was always kind of his rock, and mm-hmm. his dad was the only one that never like judged him for for loving skateboarding and all this other shit. He's like, hey man, if it makes you happy and you're paying your bills, who cares what you do? Mm-hmm. Like that's some that's some cool fatherly wisdom, you know? Mm-hmm. And it made me start thinking about how my father's age and the fact that you lost your father, you know, and how you've dealt with it and so on and so forth. And that that every that none of this is permanent and why are we acting like such assholes? Right. I know that's a real uh hippie, patchouli scented uh philosophy on life, but it I mean really why? Like, why? I think why? I think it's part of the uh, I think it's part of the survival thing. I think I mean I know it's a more philosophical conversation, but I think if you want to have the answer, you know, it it, it probably is a because uh, it's all about survival, and you have to live today, and you might be around tomorrow, so you've got to go out and have this stuff. So that's why you're selfish, and people fight because there's in theory we all I think a lot of this is a holdover from having limited resources. A long, it wasn't that long ago. The resources were, were fucking limited. Yeah, where we had to fight for everything. Yeah, and for it, food. And, so I yeah. think there's still that mental is in there about arguing, debating, fighting, and power and control, which represented controlling food probably, or controlling shelter. Yeah. Back then. But we all, even the people that we know don't have a lot of money in this town uh, at, at all, still have a roof over the head and probably have hot water and probably have a phone and maybe a shitty car. But that's, that's still not bad. Like Louis C.K. says, everything is amazing and no one's happy. Yeah. Yeah. So so that must be, it's got to be in your DNA. It can't be just the way you were raised or something. It's got to be programmed in your mind. And I think maybe when you're not happy, then you're trying to seek, you're trying to improve or something. You're trying and, to get and you, more, get better. And So yeah. you're, you sh- it programs you into being unhappy to make sure you're constantly seeking to survive and get more or so I don't know it, it feels like that might be what that it makes is. perfect sense yeah but it so, does so it, let's say that's it let's say that's what it is let's say that's really what it is 
how the fuck do you combat that? You know, what do you yeah, do I, about that? I don't even know. Spread the word. Spread the gospel. I know that uh, oh, I mentioned before there was a buddy of mine who you would, and, and I've been through different kinds of um, professional therapy before, but, and I think you said you do this sometimes, and I don't do it near often enough because if I'm in the shower, I'm thinking about what's going on that day. And You're talking about masturbating? <laughs> I don't really masturbate in the shower as much as I used to. I masturbate other places. <laughs> Like at my house? Please I, tell me you've never I masturbated just, at my house. I go to your house when I know you're somewhere else. When I'm sleeping and just stand there with <laughs> and a Mike's, door. Mike's with delivering a, mail. I'll Mike's out delivering mail. You just use the keypad and walk in and stand there and like, yeah. <laughs> oh, Joe just scratched his butthole. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I masturbate less. I just do it in different places. <laughs> we can never have a serious oh. conversation because it inevitably gets to us. Touching now here's our what junk. happens: is it gets a little scary, and, that, and then you got to back it and up, and then you have to flower it. You yeah, know, get a little flower. So uh, anyway, so where was I exactly with the Your friend therapy? Oh, uh, yes, I've had some. And so you don't do this nearly often enough. Oh, and then sometimes in the oh, shower is being in the shower, <laughs> and then your fault. You start talking about masturbating in the shower. So anyway. Uh, and just to be to be grateful. In other words, just to kind of be grateful for the things that you have and what you're doing, and mm-hmm. that your your health is reasonable, and you're you have a job, and you're and you're gonna go to work, and you've got friends, and and you've got hot water and a clean towel, and even these are small things. But if you just have a little more, would that be called not grace, but more? It's humility not, humility yeah great there's but, a, but then there's but here's the thing though then you then you start talking about you're getting you're wandering into gary vaynerchuk okay like his territory where he said you can be grateful but you need to limit your how grateful you are and people are like well how the hell do you do like why would you do that because when you're grateful you become complacent when you become complacent lazy. you're not challenging yeah. yourself and you become lazy yeah and I'm like, that's a that's that's a that's a strong argument to not be well, grateful. And, to be and ungrateful. This goes back to the previous conversation too before we had the the uh mics on is that if you are if you have got a career or a job, I hate the word job because well most people have jobs, but if you have a career or a, a mission of your life, it's a little bit different. But if you just have a job and that's it's not really helpful. But I think you know, most people I think want to have a purpose. So I, I think and so if you're working towards a goal uh, and you have a, a career or even a family, if there's certain family goals you have or a work and, and it, it's a, it's a business or a job that's, that's really getting things accomplished. You know, that's more satisfying, I think, and you kind of push yourself, right? So therefore you're, you're trying to not be lazy mm-hmm. and just because you have to work hard or use your brain, uh, doesn't mean it's a bad thing at all. It's, uh, and people want to sit around. I do that sometimes now too. It's like, if I can just rest a little bit more and that kind of, but I'm not really happy doing that. It's kind of a downward spiral, you know, but if you're more productive and you're doing things, whether it's with your brain or your hands or both, um, then that's what humans are designed to do. I think, I think they're designed to be productive and, and stay busy. And I think, you know, the goal has always been, you see these, you know, in the future, in the year 2000, nobody will have to work and all this, everybody's going to be sitting around, Whatever they, you've seen this in these old fifties no, and forties yeah, things, yeah. And then robots are doing all your jobs, which people are worried about now. As a matter of fact, because they're thinking about now, what are we going to do? I fucking can't wait for it. Yeah, it's going to be great. And uh, um, but that's not so. It sounds wonderful, right? Just to relax and not do anything. I can only do that so much, though. I mean, if I really had, really had time off, 
and I did not have to be here at all, and I had zero worry about what was going on at my business. You would be bored after two weeks. I think Maybe two three weeks, weeks is about, I think one yeah. week you need that for sure, and then a handful more days, and you're like, man, I feel really, really good. And then you start thinking about maybe a project or something you'd like to work on, or and I think that's a normal human mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, mode also. I, I could not just, I don't think I could really go island hopping and just find the next drink, <laughs> you know, that would be great for a couple of weeks. I don't think I could do that for a month or two. I would I wrap that up. I can. See, I would work. I, I would do the two weeks on, two weeks off. Yeah. Or sit one season on. Like if I had the knowledge of, uh, say, I don't know, uh, like uh, like the the bonefish guys yeah. down in the Keys. Well, not just Keys, but the Bahamas and whatnot. Shallow water bonefish. Shallow water bonefishing. I've done it twice, and it's a blast. And I was asking, you know, I have, of course, I'm like, 19 or something it was right before Porsche was born my dad and I went on a trip and I asked the guy like how much money do you make like in a day like how like and what do I do I have to do to get this job well first off that guy was like third generation from Key West mm-hmm. so they're, they're they're right there trying to break into a little tiny island population yeah. probably not going to happen but he begged and begged and begged and begged one of his dad's friends to show him how to how to do it how to captain a small boat mm-hmm. and how to find the fish and, and whatnot and how to move and because you, you know you get to a spot and then they use the pole you ever you ever gone yes. bone fishing before? Uh, yes. Or have you fished one, like yes, that? Yes, yeah. yes. So, like to learn that skill, it took him. It took him about four years, and and then he was, you know, this was twenty years ago. He was pulling down. He's like, I, uh, you know, good a good week for me, like an okay average week, is about a thousand dollars. Okay, take home. Well, Jesus Christ, that's four thousand a month. And he's like, yeah, but I don't work that much. <laughs> like, how much do you work? He's like, man, eh, maybe two weeks out of the month total, sporadically. <laughs> Yeah. If I wanted to, I did. I like I could, but my bills are low. I don't have, like, mm-hmm. and that he's the one that made it click in my brain. He goes, "People think that living on an island is expensive, and it is. If you live like you're not on an island, if you live like you're on an island, it's super it's cheap. A whole es- different thing, yeah. especially if you're on an island that you it, you don't really need air conditioning. You don't really need heat. Mm-hmm. So." Imagine how much money you toss out because of that. Mm-hmm. And that's when it made me realize that I could probably live in Hawaii on a very measly, like meager, like income, mm-hmm. which kind of anyway. So, uh, yeah, I think I could do what he does. Like, I'd have to have some sort of I'd have to have work to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And then I'd have to have some vacation to look forward to. But I feel like they should be 50 50. Yeah. And you want the work. Do you do want to look forward to it? You, that there, Yeah. You can't be. Even though I've been doing this for a long time, I still enjoy it. I still, there's always a challenge like this. These latest two electric aircraft that came in, never really worked on one before. And to me, I was just, I was just like a kid all over again. You were was, super giddy when they first started coming in. It was in. the coolest thing. They can fly this little tiny electric motor and there they go. Like, holy shit. You know, and a lot of people would not get excited, but that's what interests me with that kind of stuff. But if you had, if you had a, a chunk of money and you could be off for, a number of months would have zero worries like your daughter's taking care of you don't think, you know there's nothing weird going to happen to any of your friends or family when you're gone you just leave what would you do i'm guessing it'd be probably on a boat it would definitely be on a boat okay but that's also not that's not being uh uh lazy and not challenging yourself because the whole fucking time yeah you're challenging you're, yourself if you're no, not you're right. if you're not doing that you're gonna be probably dead you probably are gonna die you're gonna you're gonna pull you're gonna hop off into a life raft and pull the e-perb and you're like oh god i gotta wait for the fucking coast guard to show up right no and you're right and and so your brain's always working then but it's right. enjoyable because it's different it's you're a not, different kind of brain working and it's yeah. something that it would it, it just fascinates me and and it's also old. It's an old thing, like being on a boat, mm-hmm. say a boat that has no power. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, we've been doing that for literally thousands of years. It's a, it's a, it's, it, it's like stonemasons. There's a, there's a tremendous history of sailors. It on is Earth. an interesting thing. I've never been on a sailboat way out in the middle of nowhere. I haven't been that far out at sea on a I, sailboat, I've on been, an actual sailboat. I've been on powerboats way out when we've cut off the, like I told you, my buddy Tommy used to like to do that to where we could, he'd go out in his big freaking cigarette boat. This is years ago, straight out perpendicular from the coast until we could not see the coast anymore. However many miles that was, mm-hmm. you just want to do that. Fortunately, there's not a lot of mountains around there, so it didn't take that long. <laughs> this is in South right. Carolina. Right, I was going to say 20, <laughs> 20 miles maximum. Yeah, so we're out there, and it's kind of a, not, not a shallow, but a shallowish area. Mm-hmm. And and we just he just turned off everything, you know, no music, no nothing, and a few friends. And he's like, man, everybody just listen to this. And all you hear is the, the water and the hull of the boat just kind of splashing a little bit. Can't see the shore. Can't see out the, usually there's no boats out there. Sometimes there's nothing. Yeah, you're the only thing out there, and it kind of it's kind of a creepy, but it's also an awesome feeling. Yeah, it makes you feel insignificant. Yeah, which we are. Yeah, especially then, out out at sea. And then people swam a lot too. That was kind of cool. It didn't bother me at all. If you think about creatures out there, you won't do it because there are sharks and shit out there. But they don't really just come and get you immediately and that kind of crap. But we used to jump out and swim mm-hmm. out in the middle of nowhere. You know, of course, no lifers. I'm a very good swimmer. I don't mind. And then people just started skinny dipping and shit, too, which was kind of, just kind of fun. And it wasn't a big sex party, but it was just it was a different feeling. It was like we're out there surrounded by water, nothing else, nobody else, and just jumping in the water naked. How much cocaine was involved in that? None shift? at that time, actually. Really? Not, yeah. Well, maybe Tommy wasn't sharing. I don't know. I didn't. Have I met him. He did, he seems like a, a forthright, magnanimous kind of guy. Right. So, but but that's that is really cool though to be connected with, and it wasn't a real connection because we were in a modern boat, with modern means to get out there and that. Yeah, kind of but stuff. you're in a, you're in a modern machine with modern means to get back and get out there and get back. Whereas one small thing malfunctions and you are fucked. Yeah. It's the same as being out there in a canoe. Yeah. But we probably weren't going to die. We had plenty of you know. Beer. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, what happens when you run out of beer? Well, I start heading towards fucking uh, Plymouth Rock. Now, we got, now we got a problem. But uh, but yeah, it is a uh, to reconnect. That's that's a real problem. We are surrounded. Look where we are right now. We're in a man-made structure with all this technology and shit around We're us. We're inside of a man-made structure inside of the man-made Made structure. structure. And in, inside of that, sitting at a table yes. with all this technology surrounding us. And honestly... And, and if I could on, toss it all away, I would absolutely love to be camping and, right now. And there's that thing, iPad, iPhones, a neon unicorn, uh, an efficient environmentally controlled device over there. It is rather comfortable in here, Paul. <laughs> no, I, I'm not saying, but what I'm saying is, is we are, this mm-hmm. disconnects us. I, get, I, I agree 100%. The only little bit of connection you have out here that makes it even, that it's better than a lot of places in this country is that we're kind of in the middle of nowhere a little bit. So when you, no matter where you walk outside, almost any night of the day, any night of the day, any night of the week, any night of the year, thank you, mm. uh, it's a fantastic star event outside. Always. Yeah. So, but then usually it's like, oh, look at that. That's awesome. And then, okay, get in my car. And now, go I, now. now it's time for me to go. And I'll stop off and get some gas and a fuel. It's just, uh, this I think is a source of a lot of depression. Uh, yeah, I really, I really do. It, I, I'm it, making a leap here, but it's I mean, a, no, it's not even it's not even a leap at all. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a reason why I try my best to get outside in the sunlight at least 20 minutes a day because mm-hmm. I have to because I work nights, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm also lazy, and it's hot as fuck outside right now, so I don't like to hang out outside that much. Mm-hmm. 
but I like to get have to get some sun because there is 100 percent there that is clinically proven that the sun makes your body your body produce vitamin D vitamin D helps regulate um, all serotonin. of your your your, your ser- not just serotonin like all of them all of your hormones your serotonin your dopamine your uh, epinephrine norepinephrine all that stuff and it helps keep that kind of regular and that's why circadian rhythms are so important that's why like I I jailbroke jailbroke my phone shit seven years ago eight years ago mm-hmm. because there was an app that they they didn't have natively on on Apple and you couldn't buy it so I had to and, and, it, and it was it's called Flux you can get it for Android phones and devices and you can get it on the computer and I've been using it for ten years mm-hmm. and what it does is it eliminates it, it reduces the amount of blue light. So I would, you know, I couldn't figure out why I couldn't get to sleep all the time, but I got this like blue, like bright blue light in mm-hmm. my eyes, mm-hmm. and there's it's clinically shown to cause it, it cause you problems going to sleep because it mimics sunlight. Sure. Well, just like that, that's a problem getting to sleep. It it it, it not getting enough of it is a problem too. Screwing you through the rhythm. So yeah, it messes yeah. with your all of it messes with your whole fucking body. So. Yeah. There's a reason why people need to be getting out and doing things. But more. here's the thing, also that this is a weird double-edged sword because because you should be getting out, being more connected with nature and all this kind of, which I don't do near enough. I don't do it near as much as I used to when I first moved here, and I backed down for any number of reasons, and I was busy doing other crap. And I'm I, I'm aware of this at least now. I know I've got to start getting out more and in, in, in doing that. Okay, fine. At the same time, when I was a kid. And uh, and you did the same thing as well, but now we got our phones and that kind of stuff. You can every little piece of knowledge is there, and human brains are active. Yep. And you think about this, or I wonder how that, like the uh, Alexandria, the fucking tower there. Yep. Well, now I know about how tall it was, about a hundred meters. Okay, I may probably forget that in a couple of years. I don't know, but that's just an interesting thing because we're curious with that stuff. So instead of going to the library or your encyclopedias, now you can be partially awake. And then look at look at something up on your phone immediately, which keeps you awake, which fucks up with your sleep cycle and all that shit you should be doing. But at the same time, your human being wants to learn, so it's a kind of a battle. It's, it's a hell of a, of a it's a paradox. Yeah, it's a it is paradoxical. It is. Well, on that note, let's take a break. Fine. I'm fine. We'll be back. Fine.
summertime and we'll sing again. We go driving or maybe we'll settle down. But she's rich, if she's nice, bring your friends and we'll all go into town. Coming to you from the high desert along Route 66, Cartoon Casual Podcast. We are. It's true. <clears throat> Excuse me, Joe. Did I tell you that um, one of my uh, new friends is uh, just started working for one of the uh, stations, um, which I'm going to call it um, Country Music Station here in town. No, he's, he's a morning morning guy. And... Uh, he asked if I wanted to be on his radio show. Cool. I thought it was an interesting. I said, what the fuck am I going to talk about when it comes to country like, music? Country music. <laughs> he started laughing. And he goes, like, what do you think I talk about? I'm like, I don't know, man. It's fucking drive time. Like, what? I have no idea what you talk about. Right. Like zany antics. Yeah. Hopefully there's like, you know, like whistle shit and like goofy Right, making prank phone calls. Yeah, prank phone calls. I'll prank phone call. I'll just prank call you every day. Good, but uh, yeah, he uh, he's like, no, I I think it would be interesting to have somebody come on who is an experienced podcaster that n- listens to other people's podcasts and go on the competing medium. And I'm like, there's really no competition anymore. And he said, what do you mean? And I was like, broadcast radio is over. And he goes, how do you figure? And I said, well, put it this way. If you went back 25 years, you would be making over $100,000 a year doing, you know, because you're you're broadcasting to about yeah, 80, in, the, in this about, market. Yeah, yeah, about 80 to 100,000 people. You should make about a dollar per listener. And that's how that's how that that works. Now, not so much. Yeah. And he's like, oh, shit. I'm like, oh, yeah. Internet. Basically, internet radio started to kill that, and then satellite radio came along, and that was satellite radio was the 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 entity that came along that started kicking uh, radio in the head while radio was down on the ground after being beat out by internet radio, <clears throat> yep. internet radio, then satellite radio, and then when podcasting came along, it rendered it basically obsolete because I and I said that I and and these are things that we could talk about on the radio, and he's like, I don't know, about, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> because you can get you can you can get whatever kind of music you want whenever you want it. Yeah. So that covers the music part of it, and then the other part of radio, 
a lot of it was discussion, was talking. Absolutely. Either goofy people trying to be funny, which really wasn't funny anymore, you know, how they were going about it, or semi-serious topics like NPR kind of had that wrapped up forever. Of course. But yeah, so that's what podcasts do. Take care of all that, whether it's funny or serious and it gets rid of the, the corporati- corporatization of it, right? Um, because I I didn't have to have some sort of a, of a briefing with my supervisor about what we're talking about on the podcast today, but he has a meeting like that every other day. Oh God! But but I you know I said I'm, I'm willing to go on there and uh, you know and talk about it, but there, you're talking about some pretty controversial things, and I don't know if your new bosses will have uh, take issue with what I do. It's not like I'm really hurt. I'm not hurting their bottom line. Is he, he's they, we have different demographics, kind of. Has he talked to people before? Uh, other, have you brought people in there to talk about different No, stuff? he's literally been doing the job for like four weeks. Oh, okay. Which I'm like, are you sure you're allowed to bring on guests? He's like, no, they encouraged it. They you absolutely probably shouldn't did. start and, off talking about how this medium is dying. <laughs> wow. So it, it was <laughs> pretty amazing me. how I walked in the door to your single wide trailer with an antenna out front. I always <laughs> thought that you guys had like a whole industry or something. He's like, no, not anymore. Everything's crumbled. Yeah. Impermanence, people. Impermanence. That's part of the impermanence. Impermanence. But you can also, and obsolescence, that's another one, And too, if you're is, not going to be uh, embracing that, this, speaking of impermanence, you know, I have, uh, we, we do know that electric airplanes are coming. I mean, I guess. Yeah. So that's, there you go. See, that's the problem. <laughs> right. There are a lot of, I'm flying to something that overpower goddamn Makita. <laughs> that's right. So there's a lot of people that I know uh, that are older than me, not even necessarily older than me. They're just, they still don't believe this, you know, even though there's one that's being certified right now. And uh, why not at least accept that it's, it's going to be part of the mix at minimum, part of the aviation or whatever mix it is, not about electric cars and planes, all that. You know, it's coming. It is, it's really, it's not going away. Well, at, at this point, you can safely say that electric cars are not going away. They're not going away. They're not <laughs> going away. They weren't adopted as quickly as we thought they would be in the right. late 90s and early 2000s, right. but now. But they are now. Yeah, especially with the regulations that really big uh, countries that are decision makers in the world economy have already said that they're doing like Germany. Mm. Like whatever they say, whatever Germany, Germany is like the California of Europe of Europe. Yeah. Whatever happens there eventually cascades to the rest of the continent. And, and that is, that's the, the the diesel, the super efficient or hyper efficient diesels that they're going to start cranking out by like 2025, I think. Mm. And Germany is insane because they're like the, the the diesel emissions. Well, not only do they have, have you heard the like Volkswagen uh, diesel, like the small TDI? It's like a small V6. Yeah, it's just the thing that they got in trouble for. But uh, yeah, falsified all their was it emissions. The yeah, it was a diesel. Yeah, I, actually, I think it was all across the board. But mm. specific, I'm not talking about the emissions. I'm talking about the how quiet it is. Oh yeah, no, it's it's a whole different yeah, a it's, whole different animal. It's not like sitting next to an old f like an old semi truck or something. It's not, it doesn't right. sound like a fucking Peterbilt. Anyway, uh, those things are going to happen. They're they're coming. They're coming down. Like it's mm. going to happen. It's going mm. to be a thing. So why not embrace it? Right. Well. You always have those distractors and detractors, and they always end up on the wrong side of history. Yeah, they did the same thing with car with automobiles and horses. Right. Uh, same thing goes for uh, telephone, you know, telephones, computers, Any, anything. Computers like you know, uh, computers are going to get they're going to be uh, eventually you're going to have X amount of RAM or whatever. So da 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 memory and. Uh, God, I, I know it was attributed to Gates, but I don't think it. I don't think it was Bill Gates that said it. Uh, that why would why would somebody need a personal computer? 
Like, why would you need one? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Why would you need an automobile? Why did you need a horse? Why did you need a bow and arrow? Wasn't a right. rock on the end of a fucking stick good? Well, and probably because all, it's better. Well, probably all this stuff. Probably none of it you really actually needed. Maybe that's the point, people. You don't actually need a car. I mean, it takes well, you need a car, but I mean, right. when it came along, okay, you didn't really need a car. You don't really need a phone. <laughs> you know, it just has you define need. Now we do. Right. So it, it, all this stuff is coming. So, yeah, why not embrace it? It's just, it's interesting how there's some older people that I know also that are, wish they could live longer to see what this interesting yeah. future is going to hold. Man, I, th- and there are those who are like, oh, fuck it. I don't want anything new. It's bull. I'm glad I'm checking out soon. Everything new is stupid. Right. Things were better back in the old days. Yeah, right when I was younger in my prime time and I was banging all the hot women I could think about. You know, that's when it needs to stop, right? For there. the record, folks, he is only fifty six. He could still be banging all the hot women that he that's looks not what at. I'm, that's not I wasn't not speaking about me. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were you said when you were in your prime. I'm sorry, I didn't realize you were speaking. No, in I was speaking sorry. for someone else's yeah, yeah. third yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, it, there was and that's what it, that's I think that's what it is, right? Everything was awesome when I was you know, not me. I'm, that's when they were I understand saying. what you're saying. Got now, it. Yeah. You know, and it was this age, everything was perfect. You know, I had this great car and a wonderful career and a hot wife and a hot girlfriend and and, and the car. And now everything's this. sagging. My wife and my right. girlfriend are sagging. My balls are sagging. So they they want to turn the... back the clock or hold yeah. on to where they are. And that's that represents that. Why not it's, have a cool. We should come up with a name for that. What do you call that? There should be a word. Yes, there should be a word. What's the uh, something what, like stuck? The word would be good for something like a, syndrome. What what's the what, what's the, the uh, Napoleon Dynamite's uncle? Is it Victor? I think so. Where he's always talking about, he's like, back in high school, I could throw a football yeah. a quarter mile. I could throw over those mountains if you let me. Reminiscing syndrome. Coach would have put me in. Yeah, uncle should be like Uncle, uh, is it fucking Rico? Uncle oh. Rico, Uncle Rico syndrome. Where you just always think about the good old days living out of your van. Yeah. Like it, or while you're living out of your van. I think uh, I think we're living a pretty good time now. I think the best is yet to come. And I, I, I follow everything I can on any new technology for transportation or any new materials or any new... Mode, motors, batteries. I just think it's all fascinating. And I want to be more part of it. I want to be more part of it than I am right now. I like the idea of how... Bless you. Excuse me. What would be really nice is if if it got to a point where... um, I'd really like to see travel come down and like world, like international travel come down in price to where it's feasible for average people. Because it's really kind of is now. not everywhere, not everywhere. Like like it's the average person cannot the the average person in North America cannot afford to go to New Zealand twice a year. Well, Jesus, you just went from air travel to go to New Zealand twice a year. I said international travel. Okay, it's 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 incredibly expensive because it's so far. That it's a problem, you know. And uh, but then there's there's other things that kind of it, it all kind of comes down to subsidies and things like that like iceland super cheap to go to iceland mm-hmm. you and i could if if we had i don't have my passport they, iceland subsidizes like, that they subsidize quite a bit to get people to stay hmm. like they have a big thing where um if you're i actually just watch i'll send you the the youtube video it was a really neat uh, exploration of how iceland became a tourist uh, destination and how it's only happened about the past 10 or 12 years wow and the reason why it was is that uh you know, air routes, you know, a bit, obviously, you know enough about air, like commercial air routes, but they, um, yeah, it's not really puddle jumpers, but like shorter distance would go, say, like from 
uh, JFK or LaGuardia or Newark. <clears throat> Say let's let's call it let's call it JFK to Reykjavik, okay, right? Iceland. Mm-hmm. That is a short hop, and then from there to Heathrow, London Heathrow. That's a fairly short hop. Yeah, but because whole, it's going over the top of the right. But it's fear. But you, if you go straight and you know straight through nonstop, it's oh. it's twice as expensive. Yeah. But you can plan those routes years in advance because you have like that. That flight is going to go twice a day, no matter what, right? Yep. Five times a day, whatever. Yep. So what Ison did was like, hey, we're going to have cheaper fuel. And why don't you put us at us in as a stop? And they started doing that with the airline. So then the airlines put it in a stop. And then so they did that for a few years hmm. and broke it up. Right. So it took a little bit longer and they had people coming to their country. And then they had then they put in public transit from Reykjavik Airport to their downtown district in, uh, in, in uh, Reykjavik. So it's easy to go there and visit and travel around and do and stuff. drop some money because they were hurting for money because they're like fishing industry is subsistence fishing is not working very well, mm-hmm. not working. It's like their their population wasn't swelling, but it was it was getting bigger. You know, as people are healthier and living longer, mm-hmm. and not as many people are leaving because you just made it more hospitable because they can make a living and they're not, they're not pooping out kids anymore. They're not pooping out as many kids or whatever. So. Uh, so then that was part of their, for like stage one of their plans to get more people to, to, to stop over. Then they implemented things like, Hey, are you on a connecting flight? Why don't you, uh, make it so that you stay with us for a few days and we'll show you Iceland. So they made it really cheap to stay there for like, if you stayed under, if you were there under five days, it was like 50% less than if you stayed there more than five days, Wow, which is fucking brilliant. That's not, I, I, I've never heard of anybody like in a sales pitch ever come up with something weird like that. Yeah. But it, but it worked because they were just kind of a stopover and it kind of started making me think that's kind of Kingman in a way. Yeah. Trying to get people to stop on I 40, 93, whatever the, you know, this crossroads that we're at, uh-huh. Uh, literally and figuratively and emotionally and trying to how do you how do you get people to stop and then maybe take a little bit of money from them but give them something some cool experience in return and now iceland has gotten to the point where iceland air is one of the like fastest growing airlines and they're still it's still not very uh expensive you can do you and i could fly there round trip for probably probably right out a thousand for both of us wow any time of the year no shit Yeah, that's crazy to me. Go, we should go now. Once you get there, oh, that's definitely in the plan. Like that's, I I would actually almost rather go to Iceland before I would go to the rest of Europe first, just because I've 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 always wanted to go there. Yeah, why not? Well, my stepfather was stationed there for a couple of years in the Navy and at uh, Keflavik, and I've seen uh, pictures and some uh, like like a handy cam or like nonstop from Vegas to Iceland. It's kind of a weird run, but I just wonder if there is. I don't know that there is. I know most of the people I know that have gone there, including I think Travis. Yeah, he's gone there. Yep. Well, he's gone there a couple times, and I think both times he flew to Seattle. Okay. And then you see Seattle up over the pole. Okay. Which I I'm right. I'm kind of a cool flight. Uh, absolutely. Never done that me? before. I would do it at night so that you can see the Northern Lights. Yeah. That's something I've always wanted to see. I've never never seen them. I, I want to see them. I've actually seen some, believe it or not, I was in South Carolina. Yeah. Every you have a handful of years or so every every few years. Yeah, or it was crazy. It was all green. Low. It was all greenish is what it was. Could you see them like dancing colors and all that stuff? Or it was, was just no, a green it was glow? Mainly greenish and then you could see a little bit of a, a movement. Yeah. You kind of see kind of kind of a wavy, slow wave kind of movement. It was crazy. Could you imagine being one of the ancient peoples and trying to figure out what the you know, fuck what that was? The, what the Yeah. What the the folks that are from you know uh, well any there's there's really nobody 
in the southern hemisphere to see it because I don't know if a lot of you folks know this, but they're the aurora australis is what happens in the southern hemisphere when you have uh what is it uh something to do with uh solar is it solar wind bouncing yeah, off the ionosphere and it's creating a, plasma it's a it's the solar wind yes it's, wind. it gets gassy just a bit of gas <laughs> the sun sun farts sun farts that's what we should call them just sun farts <laughs> colorful solar wind oh the sun broke wind again <laughs> <laughs> oh lord all right we're petering out yeah all right, that's it for me. It's a, it's a short break. After the break, it's a short thing. I was going to ask you something else, Joe, and I forgot oh. what it was. Let's go to Iceland. No, it had to do with... Uh, it was had to do with something about Iceland or up in the northeast. Oh, Kingman mm. stopping by... Da, 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 da. Oh, most of the people... The vast majority, I would say... A lot of people are traveling on I-40. They're going east and west. There's a shitload of those. Of but there's a pile of people... Going from Phoenix to Vegas mm-hmm. every weekend. Absolutely. A shitload of people. And so they, they don't want to stop in Kingman. Maybe some people know the Kingman is better than what it appears to be because it is. But they're just like, they want to get to fucking Vegas and they want to get the fuck home. Right. They're on there. They just want to get home. Yeah. Because it's not that far of a drive. You know, I mean, it's like, what's about a five hour drive from five or six, maybe six? D- depends on where at in Phoenix you're going because it's so goddamn big. Yeah. Uh, yeah, between f- I would say between four and six. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of a long haul. You may stop there and, and came in and have a piss and a burger, but you're on the road again. and you're So that's not like it's a real long... It's short enough to it, have a mission to leave it early in the morning and get up and there just get all the way and through. start getting drunk now and I, just make I, it happen. I can tell you that there are lots of people, and I talk to them every Saturday. Mm-hmm. When I'm, you know, bartending that are now turning Kingman's becoming a destination. Mm -hmm. Uh, In fact, uh, there's a couple I remember from I want to say that it was like November or December. They came down, came to Kingman. It was like right before Christmas in between the holidays, I think. And uh, they're like, we're really glad that we stopped in here. We're headed to Phoenix from Vegas. This is really cool. And then we got to talk and they had they got lunch, had some beers. Mm hmm. Decided to stick around for dinner. Eventually got a hotel room. And it was one of those rare Sundays where I had have the day off. So I walk into, you know, Blackbridge on Sunday at like noon. And they're sitting there. They, they're like having a beer bef- and, and lunch before they leave town. So the repeat They had four yeah. meals in this town and probably 25 beers. Wow. That's a ton of alcohol dropped. Or ton of, excuse me, ton of alcohol. No. Taxes. Money. Dropped in Kingman. Leads to taxes, and revenue. sales tax. Yeah. 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 So they said, man, we're going to come back here with a bunch of our friends. This would be really fun. They showed up yesterday with three more couples. Wow. Yeah. That was that right there was just proof positive that there's something there's something here. Well, these are the ones that didn't sit at the bar because politics is being discussed. No, no, no. They didn't give a shit. No, okay. these these people were, had showed up super early in the day, okay. like 11 o'clock. Oh, that's really cool. So it now, was now, really cool. And And they're like, and one of them in the group was like, yeah, I, I made I kind of made fun of them when they said that they were going to Kingman on a Saturday afternoon. Like we're in Las Vegas, there's so much inter- like so many things here that are, you can do. And they're like, yeah, but we are sick and tired of the just the rat race, the traffic. Like we want to kind of go somewhere where we can sit out on a front patio where it's quiet and there's not you know 50 people around or jets flying over and all this. Yeah, I'm like, there is a certain pace in Vegas that you have to kind of want. Yeah. And you kind of want to get away from something. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what they wanted to do. And then when they, I guess they, when, you know, when they went back to Vegas and told their friends, like, hey, this, 
I know it sounds like a one like a one horse shit kicker town, mm-hmm. and it kind of is, but it's also really relaxing. Prices are cheap. They're like we if we wanted to do a weekend getaway and you know in say in Vegas, it would cost us five times what we paid here. Yeah. And we're just buying into giant giant corporations, at least, you know. Coming, and they can go up the here. mountain and go hiking up there in this beautiful, right. cooler temperatures and stuff up there, too. Well, and then the lady that, uh, the lady, she's like probably my age. The, the woman who was that had originally showed up last, you know, six months ago, uh, she made an, an, a comment. And she's a social worker, right? She works for uh, uh, Clark County. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, it's, I really get a lot of good, uh, good like my own personal feedback, like in, in my own soul, when I know I go into a small establishment where if I really asked the owner, I could probably drive to his house. And I was like, you know what? It's funny because the owner's right there and his house is literally two blocks away. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, that's and that's so much different than if like I were to go and stay at the MGM. Mm-hmm. I don't even know that person's name that owns that joint. And it's not a person. It's a huge company. Right. Like, it's see, owned by I, stockholders. I, it, it's yeah. owned by stockholders, exactly. So, like, I get, mm. I get where she's coming from, and and all those people were like that. I thought that was fucking awesome. So they went. I, I told her. I said, they invited me to come out with them. I was like, I'm sorry, I have to work at my other job. Like, soul crushing. Mm-hmm. But I would. But next time for sure. And so they went. Um, they ate. They half half of them got from ordered from Floyd's. The other half ordered from Garlic Clove. And then they drank a bunch of beers and whatnot. And then they went to uh, went. They went over to Diana's. I know that I said go try this. And the one uh, two of the ladies they love good um, like crisp white wine. There's one white wine. The favorite white wine I've ever had in my entire life is that Diana has, and that's at Pine Ridge. Mm-hmm. And so she, you know, I was like, go over there, tell her that I sent you, and and then they're like. Isn't there a dive bar? Didn't you tell us about the dive bars right around the corner? Because the last time that couple was here, they ended up getting tuned up and falling asleep early, and they didn't go out. Okay. Uh, that's when they got the emergency hotel room that they hadn't planned on doing. Yeah. And so uh, I said, yeah, just go to Sporties. Go to, walk past Wells Fargo and hang an immediate left, and you'll see. You might even smell the bathrooms from the parking lot. <laughs> that's probably true. So yes. hopefully they had a good time. Um, anyway. Uh, it's an absolute dive bar. It, it is. It's the dive, but it, like I've said before, like there are there are dive bars out there that the owners would get insulted or the bartender would be insulted if you called it a dive bar. Right. Sportsman's is not a. They, they it, wear it like a like they, a badge. God damn right they do. Uh, there was something else, something also about the uh, pace in Vegas, but there's also it's, it's not like an advertising for Vegas. Like I really give a shit, but you can also there's resort type stuff. There like Green Valley has that one place where you can have. You know, massages and oh, yeah. yoga, and it's it's definitely not Vegas feel. You know, it's a, it is a there's a casino there, but it's a totally separate area where it's a quiet pool and and uh, sauna and uh, massages and and uh, expensive little drinks and pampering and ball ball waxing and whatnot. Right. right. Speaking of, it's about time. All right, let's get out of here. No, I mean for my ball waxing. Oh. No, I, 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 yeah, but also that's why I have to get out of here. It's my appointment. Okay, good. All right. You, got gonna, else? you can try that new place, the, uh, what's that called? A, a, a whole? whole new you. Yeah. <laughs> try that one. I mean, they do taint and the balls, right? Oh, yeah. The whole bit. Yeah. The Hair, whole downstairs. Everything. The entire downstairs. And I'm going to look like a fucking. Really fu- from your belly button to your knee. Anything in that range. I'm going to be so well shorn. It's going to be squeaky clean. <laughs> Great. I'm looking With, forward to it. Yeah. I bet you guys results. can't wait. All right, folks, have a good night. Thank you. Bye.